Welcome to this week's episode of the Social Media Playmaker, brought to you by markcampman.com, the podcast for people who want to stay up to date on how to attract, date, and love their customers through social media and digital marketing. Hi there. Thanks for joining me in episode two of the third season of the Social Media Playmaker podcast. I have created a number of one-page folios, or you could say cheat sheets, of all relevant digital marketing topics like SEO, pay-per-click, social media marketing, content marketing, email marketing, digital analytics, and so on. Now, each episode I will be covering one topic, and you can access the cheat sheets on the show notes of each podcast. In the previous episode, we kicked this off with an introduction to how to publish your own website. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about search engine optimization, or SEO, as it is being called by the marketing pros. So let's dive straight in. If you search online for SEO, you are bombarded with articles that explain the process of search engine optimization. It's very difficult to distinguish the facts from the fiction. So in today's episode, I'm going to explain to you exactly what search engine optimization is all about. And after listening to this episode, you will have a thorough understanding of how to optimize your website for search. And as a bonus, you will get a list of the best SEO tools that you can find on the web. But before I go into the details, let me explain to you why optimizing your website for search is so important. When people do a search on Google, let's say, there are two areas where the search results will be presented. At the top of the results page, they will see ads, and under that, they will see what we call the organic search results. Ads are being paid for by the advertisers. We call this pay-per-click advertising. But the organic search results are free. Organic search results are determined by the algorithm of the search engine. And search engine optimization consists of a set of activities and tactics you need to do to make sure that your website's page shows at the top of the organic search results. And since that is free, many companies prefer that above expensive advertising. All right, so now that we've got the basic definition out of the way, let's dive into the details of search engine optimization. Are you ready? To get a better understanding of search engine optimization, it is important that you know how search engines work. Whether you're on Google or on Yahoo or on Bing, the process of how search engines deliver the search results is exactly the same. There are three steps that the search engine executes before it comes up with the search results in the search engine results page. By the way, the search engine results page is also called the SERP. These three steps are crawling, indexing, and serving the search results. So let's first look at crawling. Google scans the web every day with automated programs, and these programs are called crawlers or spiders or bots. 
They do nothing else than looking for all the new or updated web pages on the internet and they store copies of these pages on any of their many computer centers around the world. Actually, if you search in YouTube for Google Data Center and Google Maps, you will find a video where you can walk through a Google Data Center using Google Maps. It gives you an idea of the scale of the Google search operation. So all those pages that Google finds on the internet are being indexed on Google's servers. These are massive files called index files that Google uses to understand what each page is all about. They analyze the content, the images, the videos, the links and so on. In fact, Google has two index files, one for desktop pages and one for mobile pages. Google gives every page on the web a ranking, also called PageRank. This is named after one of the founders of Google, Larry Page. Google has to make sure that it serves the user with the best search results. In other words, Google has to serve web pages that answer the search query of the user. And the best web pages or search results have the highest relevance and authority. They are also influenced by many other factors like user location, language, device, whether it's a desktop or a mobile, and the user's previous search history. Google has a secret source to analyze all this and that is called the Google algorithm. This Google algorithm changes all the time and it's very important that you keep up to date with the latest updates on the Google algorithm. You may have heard of the Panda release or the Hummingbird release. In the show notes, I will add a link to where you can find more information about various Google algorithm releases. Based on all these signals that are being processed through the Google algorithm, Google makes sure it presents the user with the best web pages that answer the search query. So let me give you a summary of what I just said. When somebody does a search on Google, Google takes that search query, matches it with their index file, and it looks for those web pages with the highest authority and the best content that answers that search query. Now it's your challenge to make sure Google sees your page as high quality and interprets the keywords that you specified on your pages as relevant to potential search queries that people have. So now you understand the context, you will understand the definition of SEO much better. Through SEO, you are trying to get higher up in the search engine results. And you do that by making sure that Google scores your pages with a high authority and they answer the questions that people have. So it's very important to be on top of the search results page or at least on the first page of it. Research shows that websites on the first page of Google receive almost 95% of the clicks and pages that appear higher up on the first page receive an increased click-through rate and therefore more traffic to the website. So as you can understand, search engine optimization is core to the success of your website and it touches on most other digital marketing disciplines like website optimization, pay-per-click, mobile marketing, content marketing, email marketing, and customer experience. 
Before we look at five steps to SEO success, there are a few things you need to set up for your website. First of all, you have to make sure that you set up Google Analytics for your website. This will help you in analyzing the performance of your website and it will give you guidelines on how to optimize your website for SEO. Second, you have to set up Google Search Console. Google Search Console is a free tool from Google that will give you all the details that Google picks up when it indexes your website. It shows you where the problems are, it helps you in uploading your sitemaps and it even gives you an overview of the keywords that people are using when they find your website. And finally, when you are targeting a local market, it is very important that you set up Google My Business. Again, a free tool from Google that does help you in optimizing your website for local search. There's a few more things you need to do before you start your SEO activities, and they all have to do with analyzing the current search optimization of your website. It is important to do a technical audit of your website, a mobile audit of your website, and a content audit of your website. All three areas are key contributors to how your website performs. It's like you're putting the stake in the ground or benchmarking where you are today. And based on that information, you can define your search optimization plan for tomorrow. So let's dig a bit deeper into these five steps. Optimizing your website for SEO starts with doing a thorough analysis of the keywords that are relevant to your business and therefore should be relevant for your website. For instance, if you sell insurance services, you would not use keywords related to beauty products on your website. The goal of your keyword research is to find out what your target audience is searching for and what it will take to rank for those keywords in the search engine results page. In order to get a better understanding of how your target audience searches, you must do this keyword research. Targeting the wrong keywords in your SEO will result in missing out on potential clients or customers. Part of this keyword research is also that you have an accurate understanding of your customers, your competitors and your market, whether this is local, national or global. When you do your keyword research, you analyze the type of words and the frequency they are used by your prospective customers who want to find out about your services or your products you need to understand their buyer intent and their expectations from what they're searching for. Typical terms you will come across in search engine optimization and keywords are short tail versus long tail keywords, monthly search volumes, seed categories, keyword density, and customer personas. In this series of podcasts, you will learn a lot more about what these terms are all about, so keep on listening. Your output of your keyword research should be a master keyword list and in the cheat sheet you will find a link to a master keyword list template. When you access this template on Google Drive, make sure you copy it and save it under your own name, otherwise you can't use it. 
Fortunately, there are many tools available to help you with your keyword research. Some tools are free and others are premium, but you will see that most of the premium tools have a trial period, so at least you can do most of your keyword research for free. My favorite tools are two Chrome plugins and they are called Keywords Everywhere and Keyword Server. The links to these tools are in the cheat sheet. There are also some very basic tools like Google Suggest or Suvel. Google Suggest is always a good starting point for your keyword research. When you type in a search in Google, Google will then suggest additional searches based on the keywords you just typed in. And these suggestions from Google are based on actual search volumes. A little earlier, I mentioned short tail and long tail keywords. Short tail keywords are usually one single word and they are very competitive. For example, the keyword insurance. There are many, many companies in the insurance business and they are all trying to get higher up in the organic search results. Short tail keywords, therefore, are very competitive, which means it will be very difficult to show up high in the search rankings. It is therefore advisable to focus on long tail keywords. Long tail keywords for insurance could be travel insurance or insurance for families. These keywords usually consist of three or four words and are slightly less competitive and are therefore easier to rank for. If you are a larger business, you may want to invest in a professional search engine optimization tool like SEMrush. And by the way, SEMrush happens to be my favorite, but it comes at a price. All the topics we are talking about in this podcast, like SEO audit, website audit, mobile audit, keyword research, on-page optimization, local optimization, and inbound link building, can all be managed through SEMrush, a fully integrated digital marketing tool. This brings me to the next topic, on-page optimization. When you optimize each page for search, you make it easy for both the search engine and the user to understand what your web page is all about. To achieve this, you need to improve the website structure, the internal navigation, and the content relevancy of the page. You need to prioritize key areas so you can target relevant search phrases. This stage is all about adding your keywords in the content of each page, both in the HTML text that the search engine sees and the web text that the user reads. You need to add meta tags in the HTML coding of each page. The meta title of maximum 55 characters long and the meta description of maximum 150 characters are shown on the search engine results page and they should persuade the searcher to click on the link. Also add the H1 title tag for the headline. This is the first crawlable text on the page and if the page includes images, use image tags since the search engine can't see the image and it also helps the visually impaired visitors to your website. So based on your master keyword list, you are going to optimize every page of your website. In this page optimization, you make sure you give Google the right signals with the right keywords 
when Google indexes your web pages. It is therefore important to understand that you are not optimizing your website for search, but you are optimizing every page of your website for search. And the on-page optimization is an important aspect of that. You will see the text in the HTML coding of each page. An easy way to check this is to go to Google Chrome, click View and click Developer, and then click View Source. To check if your metadata has been added, just search for the word meta in the HTML coding and it will show you whether the meta tags have been added. There are also Google Chrome plugins to check the metadata for a page. One of my favorites is SEO Scout. If you have a WordPress website, you can optimize your pages with a simple tool or plugin called Yoast SEO. For each page or blog post, this plugin will ask you for the keywords and the metadata and it will give you a green, orange or red light depending on the completeness of the page optimization. To help you in this process of page optimization, you will find an on-page optimization sheet in the cheat sheet. This document helps you in adding current and new meta tags for every page of your website, which you can then give to your developer so he knows exactly what to optimize for each page. Now, there are many tools available to help you with this on-page optimization, and we already talked about SEMrush and Yoast SEO. There is also a tool called Small SEO Tools, which gives you a library of free SEO tools. You can use a tool called XML Sitemap to help you generate sitemaps, and I love a tool called Quillbot, this will help you in paraphrasing sentences and you will find links for all these tools in the cheat sheet. Time for the third step to SEO success. This step is all about mobile and local optimization. The goal of this step is to make sure you show up in mobile and local search results. It's not a secret that the majority of searches are done on mobile devices. So it's therefore very important that you think about this mobile and local search optimization. In fact, Google sees this as a prerequisite to the searchability of your website. So you definitely need to check if your website is mobile friendly. Did you know that when Google crawls the website, it maintains two index sites? One for desktop sites and one for mobile sites. And in analyzing search queries, Google will first use the mobile index file to decide which web pages to match with the search queries. Optimizing your website for mobile devices requires many of the same best practices as for desktop SEO. But mobile searches are much more variable than desktop searches because they are influenced by an additional set of factors like page optimization, user location, operating system on the mobile and screen size. Local search engine optimization focuses on optimizing your website to be found in local search results. And part of your local optimization efforts include local content on your website and link building with a localized intent. And remember, don't just optimize for search engines. Improving the experience of your mobile web visitors is very important as part of your mobile search optimization. To help you with mobile and local search optimization, I've added an SEO optimization checklist in the cheat sheet. And you will also find links to a number of tools that you can use for mobile and local optimization. 
including some free Google tools like Google's mobile friendly test, mobile website speed test and Google PageSpeed Insight. The fourth step to SEO success is about link building. An SEO optimized website isn't enough these days to get search engine recognition. Search engines rank sites that are trusted and a good indicator of trust is the quality of inbound links that a website has. Inbound links are links from other websites that link back to your website. Link building is an ongoing campaign to build brand visibility and improve a link portfolio over time. And you can do this by looking for link opportunities on industry related sites. Link building is no longer a numbers game, but it's all about focusing on relevancy and user experience. In fact, nowadays link building has morphed into link earning. The goal of your inbound link activities is to build links to drive referral traffic back to your website and thereby you increase your website authority. It's all about increasing the number of reputable links from other websites. Links for websites and pages with more trust, popularity and relevancy will increase the perceived value by Google of your website. Typical terms you will use in your inbound link building are influencers, bloggers, searching for authoritative links, email outreach, quality and competition. In the cheat sheet you will find a digital outreach tracking sheet that helps you planning your own link building campaign. And you will also find links to a number of tools that you can use like a backlink checker and a domain authority checker. Finally, step five, content marketing. Prioritizing content marketing in your SEO strategy will provide new informative pieces of content that employs your most valuable keywords. Rather than over-optimizing your existing content, which will eventually affect your search rankings negatively, content marketing will add value to your website. Google likes new regularly updated content. Freshly published content gets rapidly indexed and contributes to improving your ranking. Content that is added strategically around your most valuable keywords improves your SEO ranking. Now let me put these five steps to SEO success in an order of importance to Google when it develops your ranking. Two important ranking factors these days are inbound link building and mobile and local optimization. On average, they will contribute for about 50% in your search ranking. It doesn't mean that the others are less important, but they rank slightly lower on the scale of importance to Google. So keyword analysis and content marketing, still very important, but they rank slightly lower on this scale of importance. Whereas your on-page optimization will have the lowest contribution to your ranking, but on the other hand, they are probably the highest when it comes to making people click on your listing in the search results. Because let's be honest about this, ranking high in the organic search results doesn't mean anything when nobody clicks on the link in your search listing. And that is where your meta title and meta description play a very important role. They help you turn your searchers into visitors to your website. And then they may turn into leads when they find answers on your website to the questions they have.
So where will search engine optimization go from here? It is important to understand that search engine optimization is probably the fastest changing discipline in digital marketing. It is therefore vital that you stay up to date in what's happening in SEO land. And in the tools section under inbound link building, you will find a link to the Google developers blog. One of the best places to stay up to date on all matters related to SEO. One of the hot topics of SEO at the moment is voice search. You definitely need to familiarize yourself with this topic because that's going to increase in importance over the next few years. With the growth of mobile and voice boxes from Amazon, Microsoft and Google, more and more searches will be done through voice. So let me close today's episode with giving you a few tips on how to prepare for voice search. First, focus on long tail and conversational keywords, because voice search is by nature conversational. A really good tool that you can find in the cheat sheet is answerthepublic.com. Answer the public will amend your search terms with words like how, what and for so you can identify search intent. Second in your content on your website you need to answer questions. Create content around answering questions your readers may be asking in the search. And create content in your blog post or an FAQ page on your website or just a simple infographics. Mobile and local voice search is faster and easier than text page search. By nature, people will speak into their smartphones while searching for immediate answers. So format your content for featured snippets. When you enter a search query nowadays, you notice a box that shows up with your answer. Google refers to these boxes as featured snippets. They are a brief description of a web page that appears below the page ads and above the organic search results. They are often shown in paragraph and list formats. So optimize your content for these featured snippets. You can do this by writing short sentences and paragraphs for easy readability. Include numbers or bullet lists and include long tail keywords early on in your content. Make sure you answer specific questions directly. So that's it for today. Keep your eyes and ears open when it comes to search engine optimization. But at least now that you've listened to this episode, you have a good understanding of the basics of search engine optimization. And with that, we have come to the end of today's episode on search engine optimization. I hope you found it useful. And feel free to share and of course subscribe to the podcast as well because in the next few months there will be more episodes on other relevant digital marketing topics like pay-per-click advertising, digital analytics and email marketing. So that's it for now. Take care and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.